The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. President Donald Trump came under fire for refusing to condemn the far-right hate group The Proud Boys at the first presidential debate last week. As Roberta Roldan reports, members of that group attended an event in Richmond last year hosted by a person currently running for city council. Photos obtained by VPM show several members of The Proud Boys were at a fundraiser hosted at the Paper Moon Strip Club in May 2019. They were there to see former Trump advisor Roger Stone, who is doing a speaking tour to raise money for his legal defense. Stone was brought to Richmond by Mike Dickinson, then Paper Moon's events director, and now a candidate for the 1st District Richmond City Council seat. Casey Miller is a senior research analyst at the Southern Poverty Law Center, focusing on the Proud Boys. This is a group that paints itself really as a a men's drinking club, um, something in the style of the Elks Lodge. But Miller says that image only creates plausible deniability for the violence and extremist rhetoric of the group's members. They regularly use racial slurs to describe Muslims. They believe that women belong in the home. Um, They believe that some people are simply antithetical to Western civilization. Leaders of the Proud Boys have objected to being labeled as white supremacists. Dickinson told VPM that he is not a member of the Proud Boys and did not specifically invite the group to Richmond last year. But tweets from before the event show community activists warned Dickinson that the group was likely to attend. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. Richmond Commonwealth's attorney Colette McEachin said yesterday that a Richmond grand jury is deliberating 18 sealed indictments related to actions by police officers during protests in the city over the summer. McEachin did not provide any additional details about specific incidents. She said in a press release that Virginia law requires secrecy in the grand jury proceedings, so there will be no recording or transcript. McEachin's office previously cleared the Richmond Police Department of five complaints related to the civil unrest. Two more Virginia lawmakers have officially joined the race for lieutenant governor. Former state delegate Tim Hugo announced yesterday his plans to run for the Republican nomination. He's one of a handful of Republicans expressing interest in the seat, including Delegate Glenn Davis of Virginia Beach. Hugo said in a statement he wants to, quote, ensure that Virginia is a bastion of economic opportunity, protects civil liberties, and has a renewed commitment to public safety. Northern Virginia Democratic Delegate Elizabeth Guzman officially announced the start of her campaign Monday. She filed the paperwork to run over the weekend. U.S. Postal inspectors are investigating reports of tampering with outdoor mail drop boxes at six post offices in the Richmond area. Patrick Larson has more. The incidents took place at post offices in Henrico, Chesterfield, and Richmond. U.S. Postal Inspector Michael Romano said that not much is clear yet, including whether any elections mail was stolen. If we have any indication that there is sort of election fraud related. We are going to work closely with our counterparts at the Federal Bureau of Investigation. State officials recommended that voters using mail-in ballots track them on the Department of Elections website. Romano said anyone who dropped off mail at the locations in question after about 3 p.m. Saturday should call 1-877-876-2455 to report the info. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Every decade, Virginia politicians draw their own legislative districts. That could change under a proposed constitutional amendment now in front of voters. It gives that power to a 16-person commission. Republicans, who lost control of the legislature last year, are campaigning for the amendment. Washington and Lee political science professor Mark Rush says that's not surprising. 
the party in power benefits from the status quo and the existing redistricting or electoral system. The party out of power would like to see if it can't uh, use some new rules to adjust lines and perhaps gain some power back. Some Democrats no longer support the amendment. They argue it won't do enough to end partisan gerrymandering. The Virginia House and Senate have set aside millions of dollars in the updated state budget for criminal justice and policing reforms. As Whitney Evans reports, both chambers are setting up negotiations in the weeks ahead. The House of Delegates passed criminal justice reform bills that will cost more than $28 million over the next two years, while the Senate budget includes nearly $15 million for reforms. But overall, the Senate spent more on justice-related budget items, like beefing up services for people returning from prison. Senators included $18 million for law enforcement bonuses and an additional $9.5 million for more public defenders. Delegates didn't set aside funds for either of those items. Both chambers passed legislation that would would allow for some people to have their criminal records thrown out. The House version will be more expensive, about $13 million more than the Senate proposal. Both chambers likely won't formally convene to hash out the differences until late next week. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Richmond's Planning Commission approved the final master land use plan known as Richmond 300. The comprehensive document will guide how Richmond will look by the year 2037, the city's 300th birthday. But not everyone is happy with the final plan. Scott Berger is from the Oregon Hill Neighborhood Association. We're very concerned that this has more to do with developers and VCU ambitions, and uh, we do not want to see uh, historic houses and buildings torn down for four-story student dormitories and chain businesses. The final document is the result of numerous public meetings over the past two years, and a citywide survey collected almost 5,000 responses. The plan now heads to City Council on November 9th. VCU Health released an updated visitor policy on Monday. Before, visitation was limited to one adult per day during an eight-hour window. Now patients without COVID-19 at VCU Medical Center can have more people stop by during the extended visiting hours from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Adult and pediatric inpatients are allowed to have two adult visitors. For children, one adult may stay the night with them at the medical center. Additionally, the maternity ward now allows up to two adult visitors plus a doula. Chesterfield County is holding a series of free COVID-19 testing events every week of October. County officials say no reservation is necessary and walk-ups are welcome. Cornerstone Church will be open from 4 to 5 p.m. on Mondays and Thursdays. Walmsley United Methodist Church will have events on Tuesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. And tests will be available Saturday nights at the Faith and Family Center from 5 to 6. Residents who may be experiencing COVID-19 symptoms are strongly encouraged to attend. The County Health Department is expected to announce additional testing events as well. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) 